friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. You can find Fort Worth Roots on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, all the stuff. Social media, YouTube, it's always Fort Worth Roots. You can just look up Fort Worth Roots and there we are. We even have a TikTok. And I, I know I'm not TikToking correctly, but I'm, I'm doing my best, okay? Uh, Fort Worth Roots and all that stuff. Today is the end of a three-part series uh, that we did with guest co-host Lucas Peterson down at a place called 13 Acres Retreat, somewhere in the Dripping Springs, Texas area. And we went out there just to hang out, connect with some old podcast homies, and make a few new friends. Uh, We have paired up with another podcast to do some cross-promoting, just kind of tell their fans about our show and tell Fort Worth Roots listeners about their shows. It's called Night's Quest, totally a different podcast, but uh, it's fun, and they put a lot of work into this thing. It's pretty cool. It's been around for... uh, three years or more they've they've been doing this for a while that promo is at the end of this episode and they did really good with their promo i'm gonna have to get some tips from these guys but check that out at the end of this recording our guest today is a performing artist out of orb recording studios down in austin texas Uh, she's played at some really awesome venues with her beautiful voice ladies and gentlemen please give it up for our new friend michaela watson that's enough of me let's start the show Oh my god! Sure, I'm like this is so interesting. Have you not cool? Have you done a podcast before? No, this is my first one. (sighs) Look at you, Andrew. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's great. I'm so nervous. That's don't be nervous at all. (laughs) Um, We had a a guest on, I don't know, probably three or four weeks ago, and uh, we got an hour and a half into it, and I said, okay, man, well, let's tie this thing up and get you out of here. I know you got stuff to do, and he's like, oh, did we start recording? Are we done? So that that's the goal. <laughs> the goal is to, you know, not make it a thing like Okay. You know. <laughs> so we were listening to your music on the way here today. You were? Yes. Wow. You have a beautiful voice. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was scrolling through your social media and it looks like you you do just kind of everything. Like you perform yeah. <laughs> everywhere. I do I do do a lot of that. It's it's weird because anytime people are like oh how do you do this how do you do that i stumble into a lot of things yeah like i a lot of things are just kind of like dropped into my lap sure and i just i don't know i started this thing where i'm like let's just say yes yeah let's just start agreeing to things you know yeah. and not like agreeing to things that would like cause me harm or be toxic <laughs> yeah. but like it's it's worked out so far mm-hmm. well it's it's all about those connections right mm-hmm. i mean because one thing leads to another and another and you build your network of people and yeah totally so yeah the the same same with this podcast like every connection has been a very valuable one Mm -hmm. because it turns into you know more than just what you read on the surface it turns into other things Mm -hmm. so yeah that's good that you're saying yes to a bunch of stuff who knows where it leads that's what i'm that's what i'm saying like i feel like it's just like it wouldn't be brought to me if it wasn't supposed to be there you know what i mean yeah cautiously mm-hmm. well of course not like <laughs> jumping into everything. yeah i don't know i i've i've had enough negative uh experiences yeah. with, with strangers that i i approach everything with just a touch of caution because mm. you never know what they're after right okay. so i'm so grateful that you were willing to do this ep- 
recording with us just mm. oh yeah let's do it because me on the other end if, if somebody had approached me to want to do something like this and i don't know them i'm always just a little bit skeptical you know what are they after but that's a me thing should no. i feel should i, I be wondering that right a, now should I, be, I mean there are only three yeah. of us in this room should I be? who's he talking to don't worry it's only 1995 <laughs> no i'm i'm just i'm always just very grateful whenever somebody agrees to do it because i'm i'm nobody i don't have a, a reputation for a, a bunch of accomplishments it's it's hard to google me i think so that's whenever such a weird way to li- you you're somebody you know don't say that wow. you know <laughs> like this is impressive this is yeah. cool well it's 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 been a lot of fun and I'm, i enjoy doing it and mm-hmm. met a lot of awesome people like yourself so it's uh, that alone has made it worth the the time and the travel but um so i lived in austin for about mm-hmm. nine months and then i moved back to fort worth mm. but i made some friends while i was here so i just wanted to make a vacation weekend thing where i come back down and reconnect with some of our old friends and no yeah and make some new ones Mm, (laughs) glad to be here (laughs) so i was trying to think of the best way to to frame this on on the way here okay um you have probably surely hundreds of people that support you but you you've got somebody like a, a grandmother or an aunt or somebody that is your number one supporter can can you think of your number one Ooh, I would have to say my parents. Your parents? So if your parents were here, what would they be telling us as far as like some of the cool accomplishments that you've had so far? Well, I would. I think that their first one is always, I recorded at Muscle Shoals in Alabama. Oh, cool. Um, and again, really weird how that came across because I felt so ignorant because I didn't even know what that was. Like um, I used to be a part of PCG, like the... It's like this artist development company. And so yeah. when I was recording a song, I had, um, like, we got pretty far. Like, dang near them ready to master it mm-hmm. for it to be done. And then um, the, like, owner of the thing was like, hey, it's good. But I feel like we need to get you with some real instruments. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, we're so excited. And he's like, trust me. Trust me. <laughs> so he um, he introduced us to a producer. Um, his name is Bill McDermott. And he was like, yeah, you know, we could head over to Master Shoals. We could, like, record that sound. There's musicians. Like, it would be so, like, great to get at you in there, you know, with your voice and everything. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, we'll just, we'll fly somewhere and we'll end up somewhere. And then, like, when I was telling people, I remember I used to be a part of this, ooh, sorry in my mind i was about to tell a side story i used to do like water aerobics with old ladies that <laughs> i loved every ch- second of it, it <laughs> let's chase that rabbit hole for a minute <laughs> after high school after i um graduated high school i like i was doing the, like musician thing i wasn't going to college i was so lonely and i was like man you know like what's something i can like get out and do that's like a hobby mm-hmm. but it's also like good for my mind so i was like oh, okay cool water aerobics it's exercise like i'll get to like see people and I was like the youngest one in there. The next yeah. oldest person was like 57. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> like three times a week, I would go and like just do water activities with these like old women. Yeah. And it was like, it was one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> and I got like so into it. Like I used to be like doing it all the time. I got into like aquaboarding. And then at some point, like I was like working out. Like my core had never been stronger. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, what a nice little like side effect. But Ah, then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And I don't think I could go back, you know? Why? I If I find out that some of those women passed, I think <gasps> oh, it would ruin me. 
Ugh, just because yeah. it's like, like I'd be like, oh, what happened to Irma? Oh, she died. <laughs> oh, oh, what happened to Edna? Oh, she, like I, like I could not because there were some old women in there. Yeah, and like, just like time to time, I think about that. I'm like, man, you know, like I hope they're doing well. Yeah, but, uh, I um, hope Irma's okay. I, I hope so too. What about Edna? <laughs> I was more concerned about Irma. I gotta have a favorite, and in this story, my favorite was Irma. Is that okay? (laughs) Okay. But um, oh, when I was talking to them about it, they're like, "Oh my gosh, you're gonna go to Muscle Shoals? That's crazy!" And I was like, "Is it? Okay, you know that's cool." And then I started doing some like research and everything. I was like. oh my gosh like i'm gonna be in fame studios where all these people recorded and then i got nervous i got extremely nervous as one does yes. and when i record i like to be like so comfortable like i go in sweats a t-shirt like i'm just like okay cool we're about to you know sing some songs just have a good time you right. know and i remember yeah. walking in just being like <laughs> just like no, petrified for, for idiots such as myself um and you don't have to be smart to know this, I'm sure, but I, I, I'm just ignorant to it. What is Muscle Shoals? So it um, basically, in the era of, I guess, Motown, mm-hmm. right? It, um, Alabama was like a really popping place to record. You know, okay, you had yeah. like Detroit, you had um, Nashville, and you had Alabama. So when everything like in the height of these eras... People like Otis Redding, Aretha Franklin, okay. Etta James oh, were like recording just about most of their hits there. Yeah. Like it's it's so crazy. Like the whirly that was on Aretha Franklin's Never Loved a Man is the same one that's on like Thank You. Like I was like I'll forever cherish oh, that. Wow. But yeah, like it's just So you're it's recording so in the same studios as like Otis Redding. Mm-hmm. They still have wow. like the same panels on the walls oh, and everything. It's cool. It was a crazy experience. So did you wear Sunday's best instead of sweatpants this time? Oh no, I came <laughs> in comfortable. I- <laughs> Good. Good. You gotta do you. Just because I was like at that point, you know, I know Bill. Um, it's just gonna be my mom, dad, Bill, and these musicians. They're not gonna judge me. It's all good. And yeah. everyone was so cool. That is so like, awesome. Those musicians are so talented and just like hearing them like play and go around because that was the first time i ever had recorded while like people were playing because i'd always done you know program music and of course there's nothing wrong with that it was just like a completely different experience so i was just like in awe the entire time yeah you're with these talented musicians and you're the star of the show right and i was like (laughs) don't don't look at me don't listen to me but it was just it was insane. So, would you remember which one we were listening to? Whenever we were on the way here, um, which? Track? Oh my gosh, choose, choose. Ah, yes. that one I that think one is an interesting story. That was in like this 19? dude's bedroom. Oh wait, sorry. Yeah, like yeah, I think that's the one because that was the first song I'd ever like recorded and released, right. and that was interesting because the way it came across was they um they like they being pcg they matched me up with this producer slash songwriter yvonne gutierrez and it was surreal walking into his home because you know chill old house (laughs) we go in go in to get some tea and there's like 20 grammys on the like cabinets he's like this insane producer especially like when it comes to like latin music and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and i was just like who is this man like (laughs) it was insane and i was just like you're just talking to us you you see those up there like it oh my god hello and it was just it was wild he paired me up with um another writer that came in megan swindler and she's just insanely good 
But I don't know. One thing led to another. I just started flowing in yeah. his living room. And then when we recorded it, we just recorded it in his bedroom. That's and it was awesome. like sick. I love situations like that, though, because I always feel so comfortable. Yeah. Like, no stress. I'm literally next to somebody's hamper. Like, it's just <laughs> like this, like, all technical setup, all this stuff. And then, oh, a bed, you know? Yeah. So it just, that one was wild, though. This was 2019? Yeah, 20. Yeah, early 2019. Yeah. Things were recorded. It was so crazy. It was your first single. Yeah. Very it was cool. weird releasing that because I was still in high school. Oh, wow. So even like hearing how I sound mm-hmm. compared to like then and now is so weird to me. Do you feel like your voice has changed a little bit or? I think it's like matured. Yeah. You know, especially and also where I place my voice and it's like in yeah. my register. Oh, it's just weird hearing it. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. You've got a great voice. Uh, so how did you... Uh, what's your connection with matt with um pcg we like finished i was like done with my contract you know done with the program i was like an alumni or yeah i think that's what they call it either way so what they had told me was they were like okay you know cool like you can still use our services but like we're done you know and i was like oh okay awesome like i'll still like hook up with the songwriters we were talking to still you know cool and a few months after that, they're like, hey, so we've been thinking of this thing because in the in-between, I had recorded two songs. Yes, two songs here um, with Matt producing. At Orb. Yes, at Orb with um, Will Knack playing guitar, Chris Duggy on drums, and like Matt on bass. Nice. And then the other Matt on like possible piano, but he was like sound engineering. He's mm-hmm. so cool. But either way, <laughs> um, they told me they were like hey um you remember him so we've been talking and we think that y'all should work together and i was like okay cool like uh, let's check it out yeah Yeah. and um so what they had and at first i was like so didn't nobody want to let us know that this was like in the works or anything (laughs) but i think they were still figuring it out yeah but like they had just decided that they thought it would be beneficial for me to start working with him kind of like an a and r type of thing Mm mm-hmm so like I ended up coming like every other week to Orb and we would like write make music we would work on like my image like talking about my message where I'm coming from and the thing is it was so like life changing Mm -hmm. to me because I felt like that had been the first time I was ever truly like listened to yeah you know and I adore Matt like I owe him I think so much just to like even the way I would like I mentally carry myself and mm. like feel about my art just because it's like he was like you have something to say it's important you know you should say it you shouldn't feel like you have to censor yourself and I was like man okay like, <laughs> yeah. I was I was feeling like okay yes well, and it was so empowering you awesome. know to work with him and I forever grateful like yeah. it was I, I'm so glad because we worked together for like 10 months yeah we love Matt oh I, he's I talk about him a lot he's just he's wonderful one of the, just most sincere people to be around absolutely i you don't you don't meet people like him often no no you don't and it i i feel so like blessed and lucky yeah to just have had that like i i really feel like i would not be the same person because it really felt like starting from scratch even though i'd been through like a two-year artist development company you Mm. know and that's not to like bash them i think they're great i learned amazing things from them you know but it's just like it's way more personable here. yes yeah. absolutely like more frequent i was just like wow i learned he, so much he's developed this niche thing with working with young artists yeah mm-hmm. you know you're like the third or fourth really younger mm-hmm. person that i've seen him or come through here and he's really turned you know what he saw he sees he, he's just got that eye 
and he sees it, he hears it, and he knows that he can make it into something really special. Mm. You know, he he really does, especially like with the other people I've seen, like even his work with like Jackie, mm-hmm. and oh, it's so cool, like yeah. seeing it from the outside, you yeah. know, and like knowing that it's happening to me. Like I'm just like, <laughs> thank God, you know, like oh, <laughs> so uh, we just finished like a few weeks ago the photos for like uh-huh. some of the cover art. I'm so excited. Very cool. Oh. Well, you got to share that with me, uh, tag Fort Worth Roots or something, and I'll absolutely I'll share it no, totally. That's what it's all about. So mm-hmm. we, we try to anybody that's nice enough to grace us with some of their time, we try to reciprocate by putting their stuff out on social media. So. I'm so excited to be here. I don't think I. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna be on a podcast. I feel so official. I feel so fancy. Yeah, really. Know? Well, that's so I'm cool. so serious. Like this is like crazy. Well, it is a really big deal. So it is. No, like I get you joking, but like I'm so serious. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad. Uh, <laughs> and you know, we're gonna keep building this thing up and making more connections. So, As you should. Yeah. You know, Fort Worth Roots is where it's at right now, but it, I'm hoping that it just continues to grow and we continue to make new friends and just kind of build this thing up so deprecating behavior but i i'm just always so amazed that that anybody will give me the time of day for for doing this but we've sat down with some incredible people yeah Um, it's good to be humble it's it's not a bad thing to be humble right yeah you know i guess you don't want to push it too far yeah well but but like (laughs) (laughs) gotta have some confidence too right yeah to uh not tomorrow monday Uh, Mm um Monday's episode is the longest serving mayor of Fort Worth. That's so great. I saw that about y'all. Uh, I saw that like on y'all's Instagram. Uh-huh. That's exciting. Oh man, I'm. That's so cool. Yeah. What's yeah, uh, what are I some of it. the venues you've been at? What are some of the events you went to? Um. So I think the I guess coolest slash most, re- most recent one was me singing the national anthem I saw at that. like the Q2 Stadium. That was so sick. Which stadium is that? Um, Q2. It's like. Ooh, I do not know addresses well. What's, well, what city? Here. Oh, that's Austin. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It was it was crazy because I'd never like sang in a soccer stadium before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like normally do the Dell Diamond. I they're like in Round Rock. It's like a local baseball stadium, mm-hmm. and it's so cool because they have so much going on, and it's such like a staple like i remember going there as a child. So like oh, whenever they were first having okay. auditions and everything, just like going through that process because I think I've sing there four times now mm-hmm. so I did two times this last summer so four times now and they're so, always so great let me tell you something shout out to Steve Richards man he Steve be Richards. giving my name to everybody <laughs> so it's like like I'll just get rid of like hey you know we heard about from people at the Dell Diamond we'd love to work with you do you have a video of it? and I'm like absolutely let me get that to you very quickly that's awesome and like that's literally how it happened I got yeah. a um, email from this guy Brian also, shout out to Ryan. Absolutely amazing, dude. He's so <laughs> sweet. But um, And he was like, yeah, like we're looking for people. We'd love to have you. You know, do you have a clip? All that good stuff. And then, you know, once I sent it, he was like, awesome. Great. We'll have you for like pick your day, whatever. And after that, it was just, it was simple. Like That's I got awesome. there and I didn't even know it was going to be televised until oh, we got there like i was like awesome. huh wow. <laughs> what's going on and i guess i didn't realize like i think that's a theme me not realizing like how big of a deal something is yeah. before i get close to like the performance because right. i remember we were sitting in like the because they have this like green room type thing mm-hmm. for national anthem performers so like they 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 were like real cool like they got us food they got us like drinks and everything nice. and they're like being real chill because i was a vegan so they were just like oh of course like what do you want and i was like oh thank you because <laughs> i'm so used to like starving oh, but, um yeah they just 
it was so great and i remember i was on facetime with my mom i was like oh you know because they get you like a jersey and everything i was like my name's on the back it was so cool Did you get to keep it? yes nice. it's in my closet it's, yeah. oh my gosh and it's like nice like i love the color and stuff but um she's like yeah you know we got it set to record i said to what <laughs> like on the tv she's like yeah you know it's on this 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 channel i said <laughs> okay like, like my sister in atlanta watched it i was like what in the world? oh my wow. god it was so sick like i and then immediately i was like i'm gonna be on tv and like it's not the like first time i've been on tv but right. i was still like oh my gosh like it wasn't like local it was i don't right. know it just it's national it was really cool and That's it was nice. all so chill until about five seconds before i went on oh. i had never felt <laughs> Oh, more stress because I barely get nervous now you know yeah. I feel like when you do things so many times like mm. when you're like performing stuff you know sometimes not it becomes routine because you know every time is different different venues different stuff to do but it was just like my like heart dropped to my guts I was like oh my god <laughs> and I was like yeah. I'm gonna forget the words I'm forget the words and I think I get through like the first phrase and I'm like oh, okay everything's great Yeah. like once I started singing it was all clear it was all good it sounded great but I was just like <laughs> okay you have to get in your flow <laughs> that's what i'm right? saying yeah. and it was just i don't know something about it it felt good to get nervous you okay. know because yeah. like i had never it had just been a minute yeah it had just been a minute so it was always like oh i've been shitting my pants sick. that's crazy really <laughs> I, I mean that a shit ton of people national television it was a lot and they're so loud because it's like a circle instead of like a diamond that's just out like you can hear it yeah and that's supposed to be one of the hardest songs to sing it's so particular (laughs) like neck covered up before performance oh yeah like if it's cold like in the car is like 80 sweater around like even if i'm like walking out like we used to go to like the christmas farm like the christmas tree farm Mm -hmm. all the time and i mean like scarf wrapped around tucked under the sweater we're not playing around like some rooms when i record i don't like it too cold all the whole i feel like the most common one is like the room temperature water thing you know okay you don't drink cold water yeah not when i i let me tell you something i adore a glass of ice water i (laughs) would do there's so much i would do just for a crisp (laughs) glass of ice water but like when i'm like singing when i got something to do mm -mm, no i can't yeah what will what will it do it it's kind of like a stiffness okay for me personally you know and i feel like it just does not allow me to like it like it's like if you threw cold water on yourself what do you do tense yeah up. you tense you up tense up right so uh-huh. like for me personally like i noticed the difference so yeah. if you did that to your voice right before you went to sing you could uh, like unintentionally go to hit a note and it's just the those muscles those vocal cords are gonna go you know just tense up is i that? i think it is different person to person okay. but in my like in like my experience because i've done it before i was like that's a bunch of bull like ain't it, you know what i mean like no one's gonna that doesn't make a difference but like whenever i was like i'll just take like ice water for this gig right i was like hmm. <laughs> okay like i feel like a little tighter you know like i feel a little rigid in my hitting stuff it doesn't feel as easy you know and someone whoever could feel the exact opposite right but like yeah. with like my body and my voice uh-huh. like i just notice a difference well do, no, do you ever work it too much Oh, I think overworking is definitely a possibility. It did. And there have been situations where, like, I'm immediately 
not talking the next day not singing the next day and i remember i used to be so stressed no i used to be so stressed there was one situation where i was recording something here it was recent and i remember i had just had like a three-hour gig that thursday i went to a show friday and like cheered didn't even think about it i was just like oh my god supporting my friends and then that saturday i had like rehearsal sunday i'm a part of like my church's like choir slash praise team so like i was singing in that and i had to record wednesday and i was like i feel vocally shot uh-huh like i feel so done and i was just like oh my god i gotta record wednesday what am i gonna do <laughs> and like i had like i literally did not talk did not sing like water like i was getting like 100 ounces a day between that like making sure i was like hide not only like i felt hydrated but like my voice felt hydrated and smooth like teas i wasn't eating anything that would like anything too acidic uh, it was very calm yeah so with that it overworking can definitely happen that's why when people like tour and everything you know if you don't have your stuff together that's why like some people by the end of it sound rough or like sound tired yeah, yeah. you know because if you don't treat it right it's not good. It, it's like if you ran every day and yeah. you didn't stretch after you don't like make sure your muscles are feeling good you don't take a break it's 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 a muscle like it's the same thing i'm yeah. amazed when i go to a show and mm-hmm. you got those guys up there performing for an hour i mean it's it's an event it's like mm-hmm. watching soccer you know they're at probably 80 percent running as hard as they can for an hour yeah and some of those notes you know i was like well okay i don't know mm-hmm. how you're hitting that time and time again and when you're doing a tour for you know maybe months on end that's got to be it is grueling it definitely has to deal with building um what is the word that i'm looking for tolerance it starts with no. building a tall what is the it stamina endurance. stamina endurance yes yeah. building endurance and knowing like what your voice can handle because like if someone random who's like never been used to like fast-paced gigs often gigs doing it for a long period of time if you put them out there they're not gonna know they're not just and not even like oh well they wouldn't know but just like you don't have the experience to know what your voice can handle right Mm -hmm. i remember the first time i ever did like a three-hour gig and this was just like in a cafe just chill but i freaked out not because of like the time i was like do i even have enough songs that (laughs) i know to like (laughs) three hours that's incredible and it i mean i was that week was probably so exhausting just because it's like like i feel like that's probably the last time i didn't get enough sleep but that was like early early this year it was just like i had learned like 25 songs in a week like just what? like <laughs> i'm so wow. serious it was if there's something i need to do i'm a very it's getting done like yeah. memorize do it yeah memorize 25 songs in a week mm-hmm. and that wasn't even like the whole set the whole set was like 50 something jesus new songs Holy yeah cow it was it was just wild and i and once i learned those like once i had the day to just be like okay i feel confident then i was like oh my god i'm gonna have to sing for three hours that's pretty wild and i really think it's about pacing yourself i get little like 10 to 10 minute breaks you know so it really was about creating a set list Mm -hmm. if that makes sense of okay you have like 50 some songs now let's pair them together by like feel or vibe or genre uh-huh. and then within that let's make like three mini set lists you know oh. with your little 10 breaks in between 10 breaks your two 10 minute <laughs> breaks in between but um and it was like okay within this like chunk of 15 songs right okay let's say we have like five heavy hitters 
Well, in between that, you're gonna need like chill songs. You're gonna need like break songs that people can just like vibe to, eat their food to. You're gonna need songs that are not like, you know, like you can't hit like four Whitney songs in a row. You're gonna kill yourself. You're <laughs> yeah. gonna you're gonna shoot your voice out, at, and you're in like the first thirty minutes. What are you gonna do? You know. Yeah. So it really became just learning how to like pace myself and learning where to put what because like i always have a little jazz section mm -hmm. you know because like you can do like pretty stuff but it doesn't have to be like ah the whole time you know <laughs> uh -huh. and like even if it's like a little vocal acrobat moment like it's like it sounds intricate it sounds cool you know you're doing all these like cool different things but it's like it's not like so much yeah and especially towards like the end ooh those last <laughs> i would say like those last 20 minutes i'm always like we got this because i never want to disengage yeah you know i it's always um one of the things that i think i really just that like changed my life from pcg was working with this woman her name is jerry bergdorf and she in essence is like a media coach she's a media trainer she works with like a lot of like higher like upper level of like i don't know like fame whatever of like being interviewed and like how to like say things the right way and come across she also works with people with scandals too you know getting sure. stuff together but <laughs> one thing that she told me and like taught me that really stuck with me is just the art of being present you know and like being on stage and being vulnerable and sitting in your moment mm-hmm and I had worked so hard to like not necessarily perfect it but recognize when it's happening you know because I always want to feel well, like I always want to be present in life but I always want to be present when I perform because yeah. it it's so weird to how it is really you just like shedding yourself of any cover that you might have had before and it really like can take a lot of resolve to be yourself in front of strangers yeah. you know and to just be open and honest with like people you don't even know and then you're singing for them i think singing is some of the most vulnerable like type of art that we have because it's not like you're like playing your instrument if something goes wrong there you can blame it on the guitar your piano right. yep. you can blame it on whatever but like if i'm singing a song and something doesn't oh, come yeah. out right i crack that that's me like that's michaela that's whoever you know and so it's just like being able to be like vulnerable and tuned in to my performance and like experiencing these songs in the moment is something that I always want to do every time I perform. Like ever since I learned about that, I strive to make sure that I'm not like just singing a song, getting through it. You yeah. know, I want to be like feeling what I'm saying. I want to be able to connect with the people that I'm singing for. So I think that was also probably the biggest thing because I'd never had to do it for so long. Yeah. And like those little 10 minute breaks, they were so good because I could just like okay breathe. you know yeah. like breathe look around get some water chill live my truth and then it's like okay <laughs> you're back into it you know yeah. and it's not even like putting on a mask if anything it's like taking it off it huh. makes sense yeah yeah I, I think that it's something that you'd have to experience in order to fully understand because mm. I'm, I'm really trying to piece this together as you're talking about it and I, I guess 
that that helped me which you just demonstrated kind of like your idea of being present is you know not trying to just get through this shit so you can go on to the next thing but Mm -hmm. really be there really feel your music and and be engaged with what you're doing not just reading words off a sheet of paper no absolutely and that's what that's why i always like to like memorize everything i do because i feel like that's another thing that's like not in front of you it's like another thing that's not blocking you if that makes sense and like you know sometimes you got to do what you got to do you got to get some songs out you're doing a job like that makes sense or if someone requests something and you don't know but you like are familiar i get that you know yeah reading it off a paper it just never comes out the way it's supposed to and Mm so i'll do and for a while i was like i'm just gonna do one recording and that's it so when i do the intros for the episode um i was trying to just okay whatever comes out the first time that's going to be the intro and it's just not possible but i won't read anything i i just mm-hmm. ad-lib it and i I try to say what i need to say but i've tried writing it down on paper before oh yeah and when i read it it's just it sounds like it's very robotic it's choppy it doesn't sound right because well, it's not you it's not you me. know that's what you right. want you to sound like so the sacrifice is i have to do sometimes 30 recordings for a one minute intro but it's so worth it, 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 it it's so there's, yeah it. there's no other option Mm-mm. so i get what you're Nothing saying like though it. just reading doesn't work <laughs> there's a talent i mean there's definitely a talent to that to somebody that can take something that's scripted look at what we see in oh yeah in film and no, tv no, that's them. oh it's absolutely like those people with teleprompters like newscasters yeah. anybody yeah. like presenting something i think that that's sick yeah because that's <laughs> i agree that's Excuse like me. looking through it while still yeah if it was me you'd get Correct. a lot you'd get a lot of uh <laughs> and the robber 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 came oh no <laughs> the window police are still looking for the suspect nailed it <laughs> i mean i'd be yeah it wouldn't work mm. i couldn't do it you're right it's a talent for sure. it, it really <laughs> is it really is i'm glad you brought that up it does deserve to be acknowledged so are you are you uh do you have any big events coming up right now it as of right now um i'm trying to think yeah i don't think so i think my biggest just my biggest just i think my <laughs> biggest thing is just my um song coming out right. releasing and on that- november 19th it's called Untamed. Okay. And I am so excited. Where do you want people to get it? Um, oh, it's it'll be out everywhere. Okay. You know? So uh, wherever they listen to music. Yeah, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, Tidal, yeah. um, whatever fits your fancy, y'all. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, You'll be seeing links on Fort Worth Roots uh, Facebook page and uh, Instagram because we want to make sure we support thank you. Thank you. That's so cool. But yeah, <laughs> it, it means a lot to me. I don't know. I feel like that one specifically like the concept was kind of i remember when me and margaret i wrote it with margaret becker when i was writing it we like sat down and she's like okay what are you feeling what do you want to talk about today and i was like i kind of want to write like a letter to myself in the future if that makes sense Mm. and it's weird because like doing it like seeing it as the past self that i was kind of like the self that i was writing it to it i don't know i'm glad that i did it it means a lot to me it's really about like empowerment and like just being just like having like an untamed beauty about yourself yeah. by being the most authentic version of yourself if that makes sense awesome yeah it's love I, it. I love it a lot i feel like writing wise now i'm just like there are so many feelings and like i need to get it across but i also just feel like i feel that way because i never with my early stuff i never felt like that before yeah i had always felt like i was writing more like for the person that i'm like paired up with because whenever i was um doing it with pcg you know i had i didn't start like songwriting until i was like 18 
like yeah. 17 or 18 years old i was never like the kid that's like i want to be a singer when i grow up i want to be like a judge <laughs> like <laughs> i'm telling you and my two reasons were one because my mom was a lawyer and maybe i get to work with my mom and then two to send my brother to jail <laughs> and so that <laughs> Older or younger oh, brother? No. Must be a younger My older brother. brother. Oh, older brother. Yeah. Okay. You just wanted to get him in trouble. I, <laughs> wow. Right? Knowing what I know now, that was kind of awful. But like, I feel like childhood <laughs> no. innocence. You know, like, yeah, I'm going to get my brother. <laughs> but yeah, um, so it's always, it was always so weird, you know, because you're going into a room with like really experienced people and it was always so intimidating. Like, it took a while for me to get comfortable songwriting with a stranger. So I feel like I always followed their influence and got something good out of it. But I feel like that's why like a good chunk of my songs are so different because I didn't start getting like a solid theme until as of recent, you know? Yeah. And I'm okay with that though. Cause I like seeing the journey. Like I like those songs. I'm happy with them. I think that they're good. I like the piece of me that they were. I used to hate them. I used to, and I think it was less hating the song and just hating how I had felt about writing them or like about when I was doing them. Where, that you, where you were at in life when you were doing it. So Just like not feeling like they were as much of mine as they could be. Like yeah. I was upset. So you're saying looking back on your old songs, you used to just, it was cringy to you or? Yeah, just because yeah. I was like, that's not even me. I was writing right. with somebody else. I feel like that's more them. <laughs> and like, like, I used to be like, best like i used to be so upset but then i had to like give myself some grace i was like girl you were, you were doing the best that you could yeah, you know yeah. and like you were doing a good job you yeah. were just doing a little more following than you should have been doing yeah you know but and i can I mean, accept for, that. for you to say that now it's clear that you're you're done following yes yeah. i feel so it just feels so clear yeah if that makes sense like That's i just feel awesome. like i can see where i'm heading instead of like walking through a fog yeah but five ten years from now you know you're going to be saying who knows let gonna, me tell you yeah, <laughs> right you're going to be looking back on the same moments right that's now. that's what my mom says she's like so you don't think you'll feel that way and i was yeah. like we're not worried about that uh, no, no. no the future me the yeah. way i think about it future michaela she doesn't exist but you yeah. know she's I, not real i can really <laughs> relate to that because i you know if i look back on like my my early life and like things i've done in the past when i when i really think about like what was going on back then why did i do that and stuff the the way you said walking through a fog that that's mm -hmm. kind of when i look on the past that's how i feel about the past like what how did i not see these things or mm -hmm. why didn't i do better yeah it it kind of yeah it feels like you were walking through a fog or inhibited yeah. in some way because for me it's because i wasn't present yeah like, truly mm -hmm. i was very i was drifting yeah. you know i remember when she was telling me a story jerry referring to that she was <laughs> like yeah i was working with this girl and she was like you know i could finally feel my fingertips for the first time and i was like huh and she was like oh my gosh she yeah. could like, feel her fingertips and i was and i just remember spending the rest of like my time there being like oh my god like do i can i feel my fingertips am i as tuned Pe in as i think yeah I am? people are in their cars right now no <laughs> yeah truly feeling their fingertips it's a good question that's to a, ask yes it, huh. that's funny you say that because one of uh i did some guitar lessons and one of the first times i did like this um i don't know what they called it but basically you had to perform in front of a panel mm -hmm. after your semester of guitar lessons so you had to perform in front of four people just yeah. like a couple songs on a guitar right doesn't sound like that big a deal but i'm kind of like you where i'm just like uh what 
uh, <laughs> excuse me, and you're going to give me two weeks to get ready for this? Like, that was way too much time, and I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I've never done this before. Yeah. And my teacher took a long time with me. He said, one of the things I do is when I get in those moments, I curl my toes. Mm. And he said, I've used this in other ways. And he said, one of the, the one of the things he did is he'll be frustrated in traffic and he'll curl his toes and he'll like, what's that feel like? What is, mm. how do I describe that? Or he'll do it with his fingers. What does mm. the f- steering wheel feel like? And it takes you out of that moment of being like, oh my gosh, why did you just cut me off? You silly Karen. Mm-hmm. What does the steering wheel feel like? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? No, for real. Yeah. It, it's life changing. Cause there is, you we live our lives and we don't even know that like we're covering something up yeah you know the amount of things that's why it's like everyone was like oh my mm. god coming out of the pandemic everyone's talking about that this that, that like are you kidding me this is the first time we haven't had to perform for outside influences mm-hmm. most people have never lived their life in a way to where the things that other people think about them does not matter you're yeah. not seeing anybody you know like you are living in some of the most unjudged ways that we may ever live like Hmm. just with yourself like where your only critique is you you. because everybody's very understanding right now you know like it's like oh we just you know had one of the hardest periods of time that we might ever have for a good chunk of time like whatever you know this happened okay yeah you weren't as successful as you thought okay you know oh you look like the okay like what are we you know what i mean (laughs) like it's just like I feel like it's such a very accepting time right now and that's why everyone's like discovering new things about themselves and I think it's like beautiful because it's just we've never lived our life in this way before. We were talking about this yesterday. Mm -hmm. This might be way more important to society or culture or just us as a species than we give it credit for on the surface. We don't know what the impact's going to be yet but Mm -hmm. like 1890s 1910 somewhere in there is the industrial revolution from that point technology and innovation and medicine just exploded Mm -hmm. like we we did a lot in the last 150 years Mm -hmm. and uh, anyway this might be another uh, point of ignition oh absolutely just, just in some way maybe not you know nothing like the industrial revolution but in its own right it might be a starting point for something pretty incredible so. No, I'm telling you, it, it feels like a very type of mustard seed type of, you know. Yeah. Just mo- do you know what do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. I, I mean I'm, I know I know, <laughs> I know mustard seed. So like um, makes mustard. And I. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I want mustard. So, uh, and I think like the way I think about it is just like religiously because like I grew up in the church. My dad's a pastor, right. but um, the whole concept is like of that specifically is like mustard seed faith because like mustard seeds are like. Yeah. <laughs> seeds and they go to be like hundreds of feet tall no shit of trees yeah so it's what? like having faith the size of a mustard seed like you know being so 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 small but ending up as something huge you know mustard comes from hundred foot tall trees right is that true yeah why would I lie about that what is <laughs> yeah I'm serious I don't know if I ever really knew where mustard came from well the little seeds yeah grind up into a yep. base oh it's just the seed yeah, but they're like not, they grow into something. Yeah, not mustard. Not, you know, not like. Not mustard? It's not like sap. Like, okay. no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> but like what I mean was like it's like a mustard seed, yeah. you know, like it's going to be, it might seem tiny, but mm. it could be huge, yeah. you know? And I think it will be. Like I feel like 
I I do. Well, I, think I hope we get something out of this shit because I hope so. Awful. <laughs> it I, was quite terrible. I feel like we learned a lot this episode. I do too. Yeah, your your <laughs> parents did an incredible. Oh my god! <laughs> you're awesome. mom and you're dad. Awesome. You're just like this old soul. That's what I hear. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I, yeah, I was gonna say I I was like. I was thinking that two minutes into talking to you and listening to you talk, and I'm like, I can't say that. She's going to be like, I hear that all the time. <laughs> and, just be, and then I was like, oh, no, wait. I actually feel like I could say that to yeah. her. I, feel no, like I, I appreciate it. I've, there's, I feel like little you could say to me there. I'm like, me, you know, right. like I, I, I hear it. All, I've heard it since I was a baby. <laughs> I'm so serious. Like I used to be like seven and people were like, she has such an old soul. And I was like, cool like i didn't know what that meant as yeah. a child and i think it's just because i don't know i feel like i had to emotionally mature very quickly because like the things i were experiencing were yeah. terrible i was depressed at a very young age mm-hmm. i mean i remember like finding journals at like 10 years old when I was in fourth grade being like, if I died, nobody would care. And I remember oh, I shit. ripped those papers up. I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> can't nobody find the evidence. Were you like and seven years just, old writing shit like that? I was. How old are you in fourth grade? Nine, ten? Nine. Yeah. What, nine? Yeah. yeah. And wow. it, And the thing is, I don't know where it came from. I don't know mm. what it was like. It was just terrible. And like that, like lasted for so long. Well, it turned to, like, you into high a great school. person. So. It that's what i said that's what i hear and it i mean i'm glad man because it it was and i feel like i never like keep it a secret i just don't think it's like the you know the main point of my talking points just because it's like no one wants to hear about depression and how you but i think it's Uh, so important to to normalize those conversations because it's like most people period have either tried to want to or are considering not being alive you know what i mean and it's there's nothing to be ashamed about yeah. Like, I don't feel any shame towards that. I don't, I'm never like, oh my gosh. And uh, what would they think of it? Like, I don't <laughs> care, man. And it's so just, many people go through it, like you said. They and, do. And they to, really we, do. I, th- I think we're pretty much there, but we need to normalize or continue to accept the fact that, hey, we all get upset. Life yeah, is things hard. Happen. And you don't need to criticize people whenever they're, you know, trying to express their emotions a little bit. And I, yeah, and I think for me, like finding a reason at this point has become useless because, like, it's like I, I, I know what happened. Mm-hmm. I know it felt that way. You know, I did what I did, but it just. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just glad I'm not there anymore. Oh, yeah. And I remember it used to eat me up because I feel like I would say right before I turned 20. I call. I had what I call my fifth life crisis, <laughs> 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 right? Because fourth seat, like I want to make it past eighty, you right, know. So I was right. like, okay, fifth, because fractions are hard. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you know what I mean. But yeah, it's like I'm following. it. Um, I was so terrified of death, right? Like of my mortality. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, because like had want. I like going from wanting to not being like to not be alive mm-hmm. to fearing it happening was such a drastic shift yeah and i was like okay fun wanting to live great the feeling terrible i would have like panic attacks it would feel like someone yeah. would like put their hands in my heart and rip it apart like i would feel like tingling up and down my i'd have to like say something else to like distract my mind i'd be like ah, yeah. ah. <laughs> like i was having yep. like a panic attack right. every time i thought about it yeah. And it got me for like months, mm-hmm. probably like just the 
like four month period before yeah. I turned 20 and I remember I literally started every day by getting up and looking in the mirror and I would be like you're gonna die <laughs> you're gonna die and you don't know when you don't know where or how but it's gonna happen there's nothing you could do about it like I literally yeah. had to just like confront that fear yeah. I remember telling my sister she's like why would you want to wake up like that every morning <laughs> I was like girl is helping but I remember my um I was on the phone with my brother-in-law he um him and my sister have because they like dated and then got married but he's been in my life since i was seven so like okay. at this point he's been in my life more than he hasn't but um i mean he was talking to me on the phone and he was like kayla you know nothing has to matter unless you want it to mm-hmm. yeah if you if something's like getting you and you want to stop let it go like stop and that was so healing for me mm. it it like instant calm and i don't know what it was about that but that's just how i live my life now man i worry about very little that's power that's what i'm saying it really felt like i was like reclaiming that like whenever i think about death let's go well okay well (laughs) no no, no, let's go (laughs) don't get (laughs) on that bus right but no like i feel so like calm and i feel like i really come to terms with my mortality and i see life is so cyclical now Mm -hmm. and i don't like I'm not sitting here worried or stressed and and that really applied to like most of my life if there is ever something I'm like that's really getting me and it's not like outwardly affecting anybody else it's just me yeah it's gone I we, love it we do have to I, I think uh, everybody goes through that don't they where they have to I, really come to terms with the fact that hey there is no way you're not gonna die yeah there's very <laughs> i i don't think there's anything you could do to stop it i, I know that I, I can't remember how old i know it was in like the third house that i can remember i was a kid and i remember mm-hmm. having that moment where i'm like oh so there's no way to not die and i followed my mom around the house like a like a lost puppy for like the next week yeah until finally she she i think this memory is correct this might be deja vu or something <laughs> but anyway she ended up taking me to the the doctor to like make sure everything was okay she's like he's acting really weird and the doctor told her he just needs a schedule so you need to make sure he gets up at the same time goes to bed at the same time and you know everything is scheduled i just thought it was a weird thing but anyway all that just to say at a very young age i had that that same mm-hmm. aha moment and i think everybody has to work through that at some point right or I they figured don't it out at, I figured it out at nine when my um, right before the depression when my <laughs> um, like her name was Sister Champ she really was like a grandma to me and like we weren't related but my god did she love me and my family and when she passed I was like so we just died we just like don't see her and like coming from like a religious mm-hmm. standpoint you know of course afterlife we'll see each other again but my in my mortal sense i hate that like i hate that i have to wait or i hate that like she's gonna miss everything that is like er- in an earthly sense important to me you know and so i remember i used to like as a child would like stay up so i didn't die in my sleep like till like four o'clock in the morning Ugh. until like i couldn't open my eyes anymore and i just cry myself to sleep because i thought i was gonna oh die it was intense and like mm. as a, i think that probably would lead to it but like as a child yeah. as a kid like i was just like there's nothing i can do and that continued for like a month and a half yeah and then all of a sudden i just cannot remember it anymore so i think my brain just repressed it 
Yeah. Until about a decade later, it kind of just bubbled <laughs> over to the edge. Remember me? Like, that's what I'm saying. And like, I'm fine now, but it. Yeah. Yeah, coming to terms with that is tough. Yeah. Maybe that's why some people are just truly unhappy. The lady at the gas station yesterday. Oh God. Maybe that's just <laughs> like you look at them and you, you you're like analyzing them and maybe being judging. Uh, of course, because I think we're all a little judging, and you're like, "Oh, absolutely! Why are you so unhappy? Mm-hmm. Like, I I know you have things going on in your life that I can't see in that moment, but why are you so unhappy? And maybe it's just that they've realized they're gonna die, or they haven't, and they can't accept it. Yeah, and it's like that's just weighing on them. Yeah, there are a lot of outside factors that can go into that, and I think I didn't start empathizing with it until i started being that person when Mm. i wasn't like like i was not nice when i was a kid like i was (laughs) i wasn't like a bully i didn't go out of my way to like like be mean to not not beat up i didn't touch nobody (laughs) i don't agree with violence but like i wasn't like outwardly nice if i did not like you i wasn't gonna pretend like i was Mm. you know just like whatever social version of bedside manner would be called mine was terrible right and like of course i did my little apology tour senior year of high school (laughs) the bridges were either rebuilt or i accepted them that had been burned down i apologized to everybody that i knew that like i had hurt it like i meant it you know and i had to accept that there are just some people that will not like me for the rest of their life i'm okay with it i know right i think i'm avoiding that (laughs) what is the song i don't know burnt bridges or something no truly but it's just like when people are like that i think it was me before it like because something changed like junior year to senior year where i was like you know what you why are you doing this like you're affecting people Mm. from your feelings like the things that you once thought were internal are now turning external and being a negative factor in other people's lives and it's realizing that like the reason you like why you feel like this is a reason but it's not an excuse Mm -hmm. you know like you you might feel like this life might be awful but you you cannot control what happens you can control how you react yeah amen you know and i can't be a, a an outside factor to somebody else for them to feel any way like i was feeling you know i think that's what ate me up like i was like my god <laughs> if i'm making anybody feel like an iota of how i feel yeah inside i can't i, I can't live like that you yeah. know yeah so that really that ate me up well, when whatever you're doing, like that, seems like it's working. I it, it is. It, I feel good, man. Th- these <laughs> these conversations, when they go this smooth, when I've I've got somebody interesting like you in front of me, is it's always a good day. But you are always oh. welcome on Fort Worth Roots. Oh my gosh, thank you. We are excited to see like you grow as an artist. I'm excited but, to see y'all grow. Yeah, I can't yeah, wait. I'm be absolutely. tuning in. We'll go with you. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you need to let us know if you come up there, or we need to oh, come for back sure. and for, come oh, see ooh. you perform. Yeah, we'll be yeah, I want to see you sing. This is a mobile yeah. play. Yeah, <laughs> I want yeah. y'all to see me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Sick. So, don't forget about me. And I will it, never. <laughs> I got you. I see your names and my DMs. I'm not gonna forget. Anytime you have something to share, just either tag me, send it mm-hmm. to me, and I'll I'll make sure we blast it out too. Thank you so much. Okay. I'm, me too. Let me know. Yeah. I might not have as much pull, but let me let me know. Um. What What's the quickest way for people to find your content um my website michaelawatson.com there are links to all my socials all my like music and everything so just michaelawatson.com awesome okay mm-hmm. fort worth roots thank y'all for joining us and uh this is uh, this is an outro that they've heard a bunch of times but mm. the, you don't know this probably but this is from matt's band icarus bell i heard <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> y'all have a good week love it thank you Thank you.
A huge thank you to Michaela for coming on the show. It's always great to make a new friend. You're amazing. You have a beautiful voice, and we cannot wait to see your career flourish and uh, kind of follow you through your through your progression there. We want to see you again soon. Get you back on the show. Catch up with you. It's already been a really long time, it feels like. A lot of stuff's happened. Big shout out to Matt Noveski of Orb Recording Studios for setting this whole thing up and giving us studio time in his space to, to do this recording. Uh, and if you guys have forgotten, or if you didn't know, the music you're listening to right now is a sample from Bones, a track from uh, Icarus Bell's, I think it's their most recent album. I'm doing a terrible job of promoting this. But um, Matt just graciously has, he, he's been a huge help to the show. He's been letting us use studio time. He's let us interview now two of his artists and himself uh, and use his music. And I didn't ask for, well, I did ask, didn't I? I didn't ask for the music. He just offered that up. I have been asking for <laughs> chances to, to uh, record with other artists in his studio, but he's just very generous. Uh, anyway, I'll shut up about that. Matt, thank you so much. We want to get you back on the show. They just uh, Matt is also the uh, basis for a band called Blue October. And they, uh, they, they're probably still on tour, but maybe we could catch up with Matt and just talk to him about what it's like to be on the road um, and how this last tour went. They had some huge difficulties with COVID and all that, so it'd be cool to catch up with him. I want to see everybody. We need to see Jackie Rose again. We need to see Michaela again. And we got to get Matt in front of the mic one more time, at least. At least. Thank y'all for listening to the show. Uh, things have been going really good for Fort Worth Roots. We're picking up a lot of traction. We've had a lot of uh, a lot of growth. And that's because of listeners like you. Thank you very, very, very much. I always say this, and it's true. You can leave me an MP3 style format voicemail. <laughs> media at fortworthroots.com is the email tell us what you think about the show tell us how your day is going tell us what you had for breakfast doesn't matter um and then we'll we'll include it in the show at the end with all the other weird stuff that i do at the very end of the show i think that's it guys man thank y'all for being here i already said that okay um stay tuned our buddies at night's quest podcast the people that we've teamed up with uh just kind of to do some cross promotion stuff uh have their ad and instead of playing out the music like i usually do we're going to jump right into that ad thank y'all so much. ah one last thing downtown cowtown at the isis theater the reason that we're putting this episode out on a saturday with michaela is because we wanted to make room in our schedule to do an early release uh for this theater they brought this thing back from the grave it's i think it was 1916 they built this theater and it's been through hell it was flooded it was burnt down and then in 1988 it was abandoned and uh, a gentleman named jeffrey smith and his uh, wonderful wife came along and uh, claimed this thing for their own and rebuilt this thing uh, almost from scratch i mean the walls were caving in the roof was falling apart it was just an absolute disarray they had to rip out the guts for this thing and totally rebuild it it took them years and today, you can go out to the theater uh, down in the stockyards in Fort Worth, and you can watch uh, a movie, uh, or you can see a play. Tonight, we're all going down to see a one-man Star Wars show uh, performance. I really don't know a whole lot about it, um, but you can check it out, downtowncowtown.com, uh, I believe is the website. I'll put a, a link in the show notes. But it's really cool, and I am going to do everything I can to support these guys because uh, they, they, man, they've been over backwards to, to make this happen, and if it wasn't for them, 
that theater would probably be getting ripped down right now. We would lose that bit of history and somebody would definitely just put up a hotel or high dollar rent apartments or something. So, um, anyway, that is definitely it. Thank y'all for being here. I will see you actually, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to drop this episode and then we are going to release our, uh, recording we did with Jeffrey Smith, uh, down in the stockyards at downtown Cowtown at the ISIS theater. Uh, and it's very, very interesting. I'm not just saying that because it's my podcast, but <laughs> it is. It's lots and lots of information. Okay, I've talked a lot. I'm so sorry. Thank you for listening. I love you. I'll see you uh, tomorrow. Well, hello, hello, fellow travelers to the podcast airwaves. I'm Nathan. I'm Jake. I'm Jamie. And oh, look what's this. Why, it's something we made I'd like to tell you about. It's Night's Quest. (laughs) Night's Quest is a fantasy RPG podcast where the three of us use dice in our imaginations to write a story together. We're putting some wacky characters through whatever situations we can think of to tell an interesting story, and uh, it's improvised, so we don't even know where it's going to go next. Sometimes we buy socks. Sometimes we talk about bread. And sometimes we accidentally summon the god of chaos. Just an average Friday here on Night's Quest. (laughs) And with an original musical score for every episode, you won't want to miss anything that's happening in our story here at Night's Quest. Every other Friday, wherever podcasts can be found. Yeah, we'll play some dodgeball and we'll get thrown in the dungeon by the king. It's fine. (laughs) We'll do it all here on Night's Quest. (laughs) 